Chuck and Julie, bringing you the truth straight up. I'm Julie Hayden. I'm working in- An Emmy-winning former investigative reporter, a highly successful trial attorney, and publisher of a major Denver area newspaper. They've been partners as talk show hosts and in marriage as parents for over 10 years, providing thought-provoking information, opinion, and entertainment live, local, and interactive. Everyone's voice is always welcome on the Chuck and Julie Show. Well, welcome everyone. Chuck Bonnewell, Julie Hayden, and this early December day. Um, the truth straight up. Brought to you by brought to you by Mountain West Wellness, Advanced Acupuncture and Chinese Medicine, HappyTrees.co, and Denver Cenogenics and Dr. Julie McCallan. We've got a Neil Mathai coming up, grassroots activist, making headlines, making news. Making headlines, a raging Cajun. <laughs> That's right. I don't think he's Cajun, but either way. Well, um, Indian Pashtun or something. I mean, who knows? And then um, and then at 340, we're going to talk with Carolyn Martin. She is with the uh, Christian Home Educators of Colorado. Last week, we were talking with John Conlon about the school voucher system. And she sent me a very nice email saying, hey, look, you guys, I disagree with you in some parts. I want to point out how this might affect homeschool. So I said, hey, you know, um, send me a little bit more information. And so we're going to have her on to talk about that. All right. Well, we're going to start out with uh, the state of the GOP. Um, Anil uh, got up, I think the second one up. um, At the Save Colorado Project rally. Save Colorado we had last week. week. Uh, Give him hell. Um, and uh, the the left wing press did not like it. Uh, the Raw Story didn't like it. Colorado Polls didn't like it. Uh, all the Jason Salson ones didn't like it. The Croucher seemed to like it. They were <laughs> Republicans liked it. Liked it and stuff, and especially the part about. Well, I'm not sure all Republicans like Dick Wadhams hated it yeah. um, because he said there was no mention of Trump, who's responsible for all Colorado's problems, according to to. Uh, Dick Wadhams, Dick Wadhams and, and the establishment that, that they would have won with all their great candidates. Great candidates. Yeah, candidates. Yeah, yeah. So what have won at this? At a certain point, I mean, Trump wasn't on the bail. Well, let's just bring in Neil in. Let's just bring so, How did you guys fail to recognize that Donald Trump's simple existence is the reason that Republicans cannot win in Colorado? I mean, how could you have failed to bring that up? <laughs> what a... What a con game. What a lie. When will people stop lying? You know, uh, there were two words that I said last week. I won't say it again, but. Go uh, ahead. That's Go ahead. Whores no, <laughs> and, and ass wipes. God. <laughs> that's exactly what the, the lie is. It won't stop here. Julie, uh, since January uh, of this year, we had 954,000 registered Republicans in the state of Colorado. At time of uh, election, we had 931,000. We lost 23,000. None of that was Trump. I don't even know what that's about, you know. So uh, I was projecting that the Republican registration would be in November 22.6. It's been dropping like a rock since open primary. It's act- and with the active voters is down to 21%, lower than what I thought. It's wow. dropping super fast. And uh, now the rhinos and uh, all the cronies want to blame the grassroots, as always. But why don't they blame those non-Republicans who voted for the Republicans in the primary but didn't vote for them in the general election. I'm shocked. I'm surprised. <laughs> well, yeah, you, as you mentioned, I mean, and I've said this before, too, it'd be kind of like letting, you know, the the rate, well, I guess the Broncos suck so bad, now it doesn't matter, but why would you let someone else run your draft, right? Why would yeah. we want non-Republicans, um, and in particular Democrats, who admit to meddling in it, do it? And, it, and it is, it's just ridiculous. They, how can they, so 
of the grassroots, we all voted for certain slate of candidates at assembly. They told us how stupid we were, how wrong we were. That was Trump's fault, too. So they shoved their slate of candidates down our throat and they lost again for this is record by record margins, margins every time. This is what the fourth election cycle that we've lost. I mean, 18, 20, 22. Yeah. I mean, and and somehow this is Trump's fault, um, which shows. And that's what I wanted to bring you in to talk about. As long as these people are in charge and Donald Trump, I mean, even when he's dead, I guess it'll be Trump's fault. They're going to continue. Continue to have the consultants take the money. The people at the top of the party are going to continue to have money and power. And then they're still going to lose and they're going to be happy because they've still got the money and the power. That's what it's all about. It's about ego, power and money. And that's what it has been. It's not about our kids and grandkids. They've stuck the middle finger at them for decades now. Uh, We have a $32 trillion debt that our children, our posterity cannot pay back. Uh, They don't care. They care about their pocketbooks. What's coming in their pockets? They are... Whores. That's exactly what I said. All they care about is their financial well-being. And they have lied to people year after year after year. Uh, One of the things I mentioned from the stage last week, Julie, was about a year ago at the state central committee meeting, the majority of the state central committee, who represents uh, now 931,000 Republicans (laughs) in Colorado, um, they um, passed a motion where they stopped roll call votes uh, from the bylaws. What that means is you cannot now tell what per, uh, what a person voted on. Uh, they hid it. They stopped it. So there is no transparency. It is full of corruption. It is all about money. They are very hypocritical in what they do. They will attack El Paso County's Republican Party and support a, 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 a splinter group because it's about money. And then yet on the reverse, up in uh, Jefferson County, they'll go after a, a Republican group because of their name, but you know because the county party's aligned with them. They're very hypocritical. And and the thing is this, I tell grassroots, wake up. They will lie to you. And all of a sudden, the rhinos will come out right now before the state uh, election, before the county elections in uh, in February, and then the state one in March uh, slash April. And they'll come in and say, they're they're not rhinos. They're they're the grassroots. So extremely important. The numbers are very clear. We lost 23,000 Republicans, okay? We have lost our percentage. We're down to 21% uh, as a total entity, which is worthless. If your own Republicans can't show up, 100% of them can't show up, then there is no need to even have a party. This is for them all about money, and they continue on with their lives and time to stop them by taking over all 64 counties. Well, exactly. We want to talk about that. But, you know, there was I was reading a column today, the conservative treehouse, and they pointed out, which is why Democrats win. And Ted Trimpa has said this, too. Democrats want power. Republicans want money. And so Democrats use their money to buy power. Republicans use their power to get money. And that's absolutely true. And they don't care if we win. And again, we, the grassroots, have. Well, you have to get that down in particular. They want money, but very few of them want for very few. The defense contracts, the yeah. no, the Democrats at least go into the government tills and distribute it all yeah. for, you know, Planned Parenthood, for every one of their organizations. They suck off everything they can uh, and they distribute it down. Republicans, you never see a penny because they just want it for themselves. I mean, 
you know, ready, ready jobs or whoever, you know, the few groups that, that think it's just tax breaks for themselves and everybody else can be well, screwed. It's got the ridiculousness. And I got to admit, I'm not a Barb, was not a Barb Kirkmeyer fan, right? But I, really? was ta- well, but I was talking to some folks because I was, you know, making some phone calls and things like that. And this was when there were some of your usual suspects were paying to pay people to go out there and try to get signatures to recall Kevin Priola, which a lot of people warned at the time that the courts were going to throw it out. Um, so it was a waste of time and money. And why? And I said to the people there, I said, why can't we take their money? Those people, you know, will they give us their money to go ahead and try to get some canvassing out for Barb Kirkman? And they said, no, right? They were like, no. They, I mean, and so they spent you, all this time. Julie, they don't they, they they don't want us to touch the money that they steal from the multi-million dollar donors. Uh, it's extremely interesting that the business leaders who are successful are completely stupid to give away their money, or maybe they, this is part of their plan, uh, whoever it is across the state of Colorado. But uh, you know, the ones who wanted to do this, uh, you know, recall Priola uh, were his buddies that uh, a minute before he changed yeah. his uh, registration. <laughs> they supported sudden, him, right? Yeah. So all of a sudden, why did they want to recall him? They knew he voted like a Democrat for years. The reason why is all of a sudden they can rob a rich person for money. And that was the con. And right. in fact, one of the people who led that recall is now is part of a, a there's a complaint against the House Republicans for a dark money. And he's one of the guys. Right. So, exactly. Uh, from well, yeah, El Paso yeah. County. So yeah. this is this party is corrupt. It is full of crooks and they will take you to court. They will destroy you because it's about money. They're useless as people. They cannot produce product. They can't make anything. So they realize politics is the best business they can get into and they will steal from the taxpayers. And if Republicans continue to allow these buffoons to continue to control, these evil, corrupt people to control and steal from taxpayers, then we deserve to lose our state. We're on the verge of destroying our state. Well, I can I can tell you why the people who were willing to recall Priola um, and spend a lot of money, pay people $15 an hour, were unwilling to give any money to Barbara Kirkmeyer for those purposes. And it's because the the business establishment and shoots course and all that very much want to control one house uh, in the Colorado legislature. Uh, Priola made it, they thought they were going to gain a couple, three, but this made it almost impossible. Um, and so uh, they're probably not going to, fund the recall now because now there's they have no chance of getting control of one of the right. houses if they control one of the houses then they can go in the back room make make deals for the business guys for themselves the democrats just walk all over them destroy us and they're happy but you know barbara kirkmeyer doesn't do them any good that's just one more republican congressperson they already own lamborn and and some others. So, you know, why bother with another one? And they go back to Manila, as you said, and as we said at the beginning, uh, you know, and then they blame Trump. All right. And I mean, they're just rather than, and that's what I want to talk about because there are things we can and should be doing. And blaming Trump is not one of blaming Trump is just their overall excuse for not doing the things that we need to do in Colorado. Chuck and I, and you, I mean, have been talking forever about ballot harvesting. I mean, yes, we need to clean the voter rolls. Yes, we need to get rid of it. But in the meantime, it's here. And to me, I think if you're a Republican Party leader until you can start talking about real ways to win rather than just saying, as Christy Burton Brown appears to have said, well, you know, as long as Trump's alive or even dead, we can never win Colorado. So what the heck? We'll try to win a few school board races, which are nonpartisan, by the way. I mean, but what are some of the things, like you said, we, we need to start at the county level, but what are some of the things we can and should be doing, do you think? 
It's always been, Julie, and I appreciate that, it's always been local politics. So uh, the rhinos, these uh, corrupt Republicans, the Republicans in quotes, they're really Democrats. I call them dem rhinos. They're Democrats, okay? They're, they've infiltrated the Republican Party at different levels throughout the entire state. Their values and principles do not stand up, uh, do not align to our conservative platform. They never defend it. They never vet candidates. They never vet their politi- uh, elected pol- party officers. They don't care about any of that stuff. They don't care about the U.S. Constitution. What they care about, again, is the green dollar. And they're not stupid. Right now, they're preparing to win the counties. There are 64 yes. county Republican parties. And how you want to take over the state is you got to win the counties. You have to have the PCPs, the Central Committee, vote in new leadership. The Central Committee will also vote in bonus members for those big uh, counties uh, accordingly. But across the entire state, all the bonus numbers went down because people just didn't turn out to vote like they used to. Um, so uh, that's what they're doing because all they care about is power because that in power gets them money. Right. Uh, what we care about is our children who in turn has cannot be a slaves to China, communist China. We are at $32 trillion debt. Nobody is fighting. The Republicans are crooks, like corrupt like crazy. Those of us have been fighting. Chuck, you, Julie, all of us have been fighting for a while to make sure we return back to our constitutional platform. What we can do is, first of all, Republicans need to open up the platform and understand what the Republican Party is about, what principles we stand for, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, like Jefferson said in the Declaration. Uh, above that, learn the Constitution, know our principles, know our Constitution, and then get involved, get involved. I have been a county chairman. I have been a, a congressional district chairman. I, I know what goes on inside. Whatever you hear from the outside on Republicans, they're lying to your face because they don't care. Okay, again, they are prostitutes. They care about money. That's all they care about. And and they're happy to bail at harvest for, as you said, you know, they're trying to take over the county. So they're happy to bail at harvest in Republican elections, right? Republican against Republican. Well, you're gathering their votes. I mean, you know, they're they're, the same thing. Well, uh, well, uh, kind of it is. I mean, they're they're willing to go out there and work and get each vote and talk to people and do that kind of thing. You know, they're not doing honk and wave saying vote for Christy Burton Brown, right? They're going out there and they're figuring out who are their people, where are their people. Well, let's let's go. I mean, step one is that the Republican Party goes back to its grassroots. And I say goes back because uh, it probably never has been in the grassroots. Certainly not any time in the last hundred years, it's been controlled by, by the business cartels um, throughout. But um, back to going to uh, grassroots people. Now that happened in Wyoming. They were able to take it back. It happened in Nebraska. They threw Ricketts out and all his money because half, he was like Anschutz, half the money of the of the state party came from uh, from Ricketts, um, and they were able to do that. Can Colorado do it? No, I don't think so. But but we got to try. We got to give an effort. We got to get a candidate, <laughs> and then we have to try to get behind them. You, you know, or, we, her. Or, or it or they or them, <laughs> whatever the preferred pronouns are. Um, and, uh, and, I'll, I'll stay. I'll stick with he or she. The comments. Jim Jackson is like talking about you and you know, That's the passion Republicans need. Charlene Anil is right about everything. I think rhinos took FXTX money because they couldn't get con- contributions from the base like Trump. Um, Dr. Donna says cigars are no longer allowed in the back rooms. And Larimer, their current county chair, announced he's going to be making bonus member picks. Political speak means AKA lying. That's Ben we- uh, Ron Weinberg. Um, I'm not sure. Who, who just got appointed, I believe, as a, a state representative. Yeah. See, how, see how corrupt this. 
see how confused and corrupt and tainted the Republicans are here in Colorado? We can change it around, but it requires people to have steel courage. I mean, steel spine, a courage to win the county parties over. If we don't win the county parties over in February, we're done. We can't win the state uh, uh, organ meeting because uh, the county leadership uh, counts for three votes times 64, right? 192. And plus you got about a third of that for bonus members. They account for about 500 total state central committee member uh, votes. And you need to get 251, 260, 270, whatever those plus numbers to win it. And the rhinos know exactly on February 15th if they're going to win it or not. We right. can't, we keep looking at, oh, we'll find that one candidate uh, for, to win the chair. But if you don't have the votes, you're done. We've right. been through this five Well, maybe that, that five a, a good candidate would inspire some people. We traveled throughout eastern Colorado, which is incredibly depressed, incredibly depressed compared to the front range. I mean, it's just unbelievable. A lot of the places, I mean, you know, they hadn't seen the chair in two years. Um, it's It's more of a prison sentence than it is a electoral win. Um, in most of those places, if you have some uh, patriots, you just go down there and you can take over the party because no one cares. There's zero amount of people who care. Well, yeah, Chuck, and- Chuck, when we traveled the state, I loved it. But we went and tried to stop open primary. Asinine, like I said from the platform, asinine for non-Republicans to pick the Republican candidate and think that we're going to do better. We didn't. But we went around the state. Many of the county party leadership didn't even show up. Some did. Most did not. But well, there was some of them, they didn't even know where the person was. I mean, <laughs> Bob, yeah, I think we saw, you know, he went on a bender a few months ago, but, you know. <laughs> he, Caribbean. He's, uh, he's in the Caribbean. I mean, you know. <laughs> I mean, and it starts and and that's what we talk about in the show. And you've been preaching this since we've known you. And that is it starts with local and it starts with the county things and you need to go. I know you're like, oh, please have enough stuff to do. But if you don't, there's then they're going to do it right because they want the power and then they'll disappear afterwards, but they'll get their people in. And so we need to gear up between now and and then and and what in February, well, January with the county meetings and then February, Uh, February, February by law. Okay, okay. and we need to gear up and make sure that we have people who are the PCPs um, and we have people involved in the county politics because mm-hmm. they're the ones who elect the state leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can go back to doing nothing for a while if you want. Although I would argue, well, no, you sta- can't really. Well, but- most states that ta- have taken over the party, there's a, there's a group uh, that forms and they call themselves the Freedom Group or some other group. They get a web page so they all can communicate uh, and they all can... can Casper t- made that point. We need sort of a central clearinghouse kind of yeah, thing. Yeah. Well, yeah, the thing, though, is it's uh, we really need to have discernment. I mean, from a Christian point right. of view, it's biblical. You got to have discernment. So you have to have discernment. What's going to happen? In, it's already happening now is many people will pop up and say they're for freedom. They're for liberty, all this stuff. And they were rhinos. That's what it was. And a lot all of you people, have to ask them. All you have to ask them is if, if they are for Trump. Or are they mega? And, and, are they mega? Uh, or Trump. Trump. Against we, had, we had one come to Adams County after you left for a, a short period of time. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was going, oh, we got to be well, representative. No, no, this is a different guy. Oh, the guy in the guy. back, the guy with the glasses. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Well, he's a Democrat operative, I Democrat think. Guy. I think he is. I think so I just said, oh, oh, you're for Trump, right? He goes, no, no, I'm not. Yeah. So you can you can flush them out real easy. You just get the official sign. Are you for Trump? And they're going no. Well, and, and Chuck, also, are you for open primary or against open primary? Exactly. exactly. And and you can ask your county leadership how did you vote. You won't know because they all killed. Uh, 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 we call it um, uh, roll call votes. 
Uh, you know, this is the party that says they're going to stand up for something. They, they're not standing for anything. They don't believe in our constitution. They don't believe in our conservative platform. They will not fight for our children. And they are liars. They are trans. Uh, they will not be transparent. This is a corrupt organization in Colorado at the state level. And if you, you know, not one sane person, if they got cancer, would tell the doctor, well, you can leave some of it in there. You're there to eradicate all of the cancer out. There is cancer throughout the Republican Party here in Colorado. They'll continue to lie to you. And if you want to be an idiot, an asswipe, in a sense, to listen to this, go ahead and listen <laughs> to it. But they ways. are whores. And it's up to the, we, the people, to stand up and fight back and clean house. This is not like, well, we'll get together, kumbaya, and they're going to save us. No, they will stab us in the back. We had the House, the presidency, and the Senate from 2017 to 2019. And McConnell and Ryan said uh, Trump up to have a bigger national deficit than Obama. These people don't care about anyone else besides their pockets. And if Colorado wants to change it around, they got to stand up and fight. And it's time to fight now and take over the Republican Party. Nope, I absolutely agree with you. And, you know, we saw even at the Adams County Republican meetings, there are, there. I keep saying there are more of us than there are of them. They mm-hmm. just get organized around the time the money starts to come into play, right? Mm-hmm. And we're all busy having jobs and doing things. And and I think we all have to adjust and say, if, if you know, that whole thing, if not me, then who? If not now, then when? I mean, it's never more true than it is today. There isn't somebody else out there who's going to go and and make the Republican Party leadership in Colorado or anywhere else suddenly do the right thing and get Republicans elected. I mean, it's it's if it's not us, it's nobody. I would think that before I would say that the communist Democrats, Julian Chuck, were the worst. Uh, they are in some fashion. Then I realized we have Democrat rhinos in our party. And the, but what's even worse is no disrespect to individuals is when someone complains and don't doesn't do anything. When we had some school board openings in the charter school that I uh, board that I'm running, uh, I'm in. I, we have a lot of conservative parents, and there were openings, and I kept asking these parents, "Could you please run? I just got in like a week ago. I need some support." Blah blah blah. Uh, they would complain and complain and complain, and then I, as soon as I asked them, they said, "Well, you know what? I got so much things to do. I can't do it." Well, if it's not now, when is it? We don't have too much time. Our nation is about to self-destruct. We have all the stuff that we find out about Twitter and all this other oh, yeah. issues and the corruption and the destruction of our country. At what point will Americans stand up for their children and grandchildren? That's the question. And the same thing goes for Colorado. At what point will we stand up for our children and grandchildren? If you're not going to, then shut up and go die off somewhere. I don't really care. But if you're not going to stand up for your children, then what's the worst thing that can happen? I mean, it's just unbelievable that people will love to complain, but don't do one single thing. Go to hell. That's what I say. No disrespect. But but that's what I would say. You're, You're wasting everybody, your breath, if you're not standing up and fighting evil. Well, and it is evil. I mean, you know, look at this is astonishing. I mean, this is a whole different show and a little bit off topic. But when you talk about our children, you look at the transgender stuff, the grooming that's going on of the kids. You look at the number of Twitter accounts on a daily basis that have to do with child pornography on Twitter, right? That the the left wasn't doing anything about. When the left controlled Twitter, they were doing anything. Now they're purging it. But you got to show where is it all coming from, right? And the Democrats are pushing it. You can make child have child porn in, in, in ads, and that's okay with everybody i mean they are you're but, but you have to say in in some sense the the uh effort to take young children um and have them sexually mutilated um those are the children of rhinos so if rhinos want to sexually mutilate every child they have you kind of well you know have fun <laughs> at it uh they'll be dead within a couple of years anyway of suicide i mean you know the rhino 
Rhino people are amazing, and they do control the Republican Party. Mike Lynch was, who's now our new uh, leader in the uh, Colorado House. Colorado House Br- brought in, brought in with open primary money. Yeah, right, yeah, right, yeah, right. Yeah. Well, an open primary money means Democrat money, right? Because again, and Ted That's Trump it. explained this to me, our Democrat strategist friend. He's like, we learned a while ago that there are some districts that are not going to vote um, Democrat. So what right. we do is we fund essentially a, a, a Democrat in rhino clothing and have them run. And, and, and we got, got and us. he and he was one of the two, Rod Bachenfeld, who who is not a rhino. He's not a super conservative guy, but he's not a rhino. Uh, and Gabe Evans gave him from a plus 20 Republican district. And he as certified a rhino as you'll ever meet. He's beautiful looking. He's articulate. He's bright. And he wants to do whatever he can to help the Democrats, which is just amazing. Well, but- and I think, you know, when we look at like who, who to elect, and I think, Anil, you're right. If initially, you've got to get organized because, I mean, we'll know who to who to elect. I think that'll end up being clear. But it needs no. to well, I think so. It needs to be somebody who has the bona fides, right? It's not going to somebody who can't come up and say, "I know I've never done this before, and I know I've been a rhino up till now, but I promise, I, you know, cr- you know, cross my fingers, hope to die, I won't be a rhino after this." Kind of like Chrissy Byrne Brown, right? I mean, we can't do that. Oh no, she she came from the grassroots. She was part of FEC. She was part uh, of all right. uh, Oldham. Everything else, she had the bona fides of of uh, of of a grassroots person. Although everybody could tell she's pretty slippery and you couldn't really believe her. Right. So um, that's the kind of stuff you look for. We need somebody like Chuck says, if you say, are you a Trump supporter? Are you a MAGA person? They say, yes. You're like, okay, that's step number one. Question number two is, you know, do you think we should continue to have open primaries? The right answer there is no. Second or thirdly, you know, do you think we need to learn and get a system in place for ballot harvesting, legal ballot harvesting? If they say yes, and that's good. And if that, they say- illegal ballot harvesting, super that, yes. Yeah, yeah, really. Then, I mean, there, there's certain things that are just very- very clear um, that that you can do uh, to, to try to weed out the candidates. And I think there's several names that are coming up. And I think there are a lot, some several people out there who I think could be very good if people get behind them. Yeah, Julie, there are. But the thing is this, we, we as Republicans really need to not be ashamed and uh, afraid of, quote, offending. Church falls into the same nonsense all the time. The Democrats are so successful when they said this. We need to vet people, vet them to the Constitution, vet their actions. Don't listen to their words. Who cares about words? What's it say? Actions speak louder than words. OK, right. what did they do? What have they done? Um, we need to vet uh, potential candidates. We need to vet current officers. I'm the only county chairman out of 64 that publicly rebuked a sitting U.S. senator and a congressman for voting for the one point one trillion dollar debt uh, spending, a nine month spending at the federal level against our platform of, you know, this kind of nonsense. Um, you know, so we have to vet people. Don't, don't listen to them. Vet them. Uh, ask them tough questions. When you're in a meeting with different uh, party officers or candidates, ask the tough questions. Don't be ashamed or afraid to ask it. Ask them. And put them on the spot. But the thing here is if we want to turn Colorado around, we really have to win our county parties. Okay. And then on February 15th, everyone will be checking heads here to figure out if uh, the grassroots has the numbers or the rhinos have the numbers. Uh, after that, it, you know, you'll figure out what the state party looks like. But the party is dying because the party has abandoned standing up for the Constitution and the cl- conservative platform. The grassroots can bring those powers back in and try to, uh, you know, turn this Titanic for our state and our nation uh, because we're on the verge of sinking fast. Well, and and, um, well you have to remember to this right now. You may have to remember Dick Wadham said that if the grassroots takes over, it will drive the Republican Party into meaninglessness. <laughs> and, and you kind of go, 
Well, what is it now? Oh, we'd have only four reps instead of 12 reps. Or, I, I mean, how few can you get down to? But they, they, one thing if, I, if I could, if I could share the screen, Chuck, I would be showing you this Colorado party registration that we went around the entire state. We were projecting again, 22.6% remaining registration as of this month. It's 21% of active voters. So well, it's and- falling fast. It isn't. I know Charlene was t- commenting in there, too. And Charlene is a proponent of just abandoning the Colorado Republican Party or any Republican Party and forming a new party. And I think that's what you p- people are in those cases, voting with your feet, with their feet. When you're losing not just a percentage, because I think the unaffiliated voters and the motor voter stuff artificially inflate some of that. Sure. But when you're losing registration, that is people voting with their feet and mm-hmm. saying what on earth. And again, what do you think is going to happen when you shove candidates? You know, now Christy Burton Brown is saying that, Oh, you know, pro-life before my candidate uh, was uh, pro-abortion, but now we're pro-life. Oh, that's the way, Christy. You are such a stalwart defender of the pro-life cause. We watched that with O'Day. I think I think that Chuck, I think the voters need to ask this one question. I mean, the Republicans need to ask the question: why should anyone vote for us? We're no different from the Democrats. We we don't deliver, we are cowards. Uh, until that changes, uh, then we then will we then will we win elections? Right, right now, they don't trust us. They, and, and the there's no need is, for us. You need to, and I think people. I keep talking about the psyop too. It's like because you know you make these comments there, and that's all Channel Nine is tweeting about there. Right now, the <laughs> grassroots people they were like, "Yes, that's correct." I mean, so don't. Other thing I would say, to but people, all the other opponents, oh, that Anil Mathai is so rude and crude. How can we? How can we? We're leaders. We're leaders. We must show leadership. Leadership. Chuck, they curse behind closed doors. Okay? Right. Well, and, and that's the thing that you can't fall for their psyop, right? The psyop is if you don't, can, you know, just cave in, if you don't just fall for the, and as we've seen with the stuff behind the scenes at Twitter, that how controlled the narrative is and how scared they are of losing it, they are going to stand out against you guys, against us, against anyone who says the truth, because they don't want anyone to talk about the truth, because the truth, like you said, people get it. I think if people can turn, look out and see, people don't want this nonsense going on with their kids at school. People understand about the economy. Um, Mike O'Donnell, who was a Secretary of State candidate, and I reckon he's good to follow on Twitter. He was pointing out today, they were talking about people having jobs, right? But he he pointed out that the number of jobs is actually some like 30,000 lower than it was at this time a year ago. So we said, we haven't added any jobs. We're still that more down. people take two or three jobs. Exactly. He said the number of actual jobs is still way down. Down. And and you can see that. I mean, so I think you're right. If people just we just can't be scared. I'm, you know, we never I don't think anyone would argue that we were scared, but uh, perhaps sometimes we should have been. But but we can't be scared. And like you said, people have to get involved because if, if they don't, the, the, as the rhinos are, the establishment is. Yeah. And I've, I'm always reminded, uh, Chuck and Julie, of uh, our founding fathers, you know, they either are going to hang together or they're going to get hung together. Right. So. Uh, you know, time, talent, and treasure is extremely important, but they were not, af- they, maybe they were afraid, but they stood, you know, they were the small percentage that stood and fought, uh, and they were thinking about their children, grandchildren, and future poster- and posterity. So that's what people need to do is figure out right now, what are they willing to die for? If they're not willing to die for their children and grandchildren, then there's no need. Our, our country is done. Uh, well, we should have... Hopefully in a couple of weeks, a couple of days, I'll be visiting Auschwitz. 
Uh, you know, and, and I'll be visiting. As an inmate or guard? No, as a tourist. <laughs> yeah, as a tourist. <laughs> but, uh, you know, hopefully I can visit Nuremberg. But th- there is a history here of what happens when cowards do not stand, uh, are continually coward and does not fight. I'm not going to mention the Philistine story, Chuck. But <laughs> I, no, no, no. Well, you know, gonna... when, good, when good people do nothing. Right. That there comes cor- a time when good people do nothing, then right. then you don't sometimes get to say you're a good person anymore. And I think here's what I think we ought to do. We ought to hire Gabe Evans, have him come to various county meetings and give his presentation, the same one he gave to Adams County, and then and then ask for comments or questions and so forth. Anybody who likes Gabe Evans is then officially thrown out of the Republican Party and may never join again. No, if you like him, we had someone Adams County. Oh God, that's so cute. That's so wonderful. Yes, yes, we need to give them. Who don't? I mean, that was. Well, I know, but but it's a good way of of vetting. I mean, (laughs) Neil talks about vetting. It's kind of a very tricky vetting, but but, you know, okay, let's get a thumbprint from you. You never come back to the Republican Party because you're just (laughs) a a dem rhino. You're a dem rhino. And again, I, I, this is what I say to Charlene, and I, I respect her her view on this. And she certainly is, you know, there are a lot of people who agree with her. But I think we should kick them out of the party, right? We are the Republican Party. They are not. They can That's go right. make their own rhino party. And I think yeah. we just have to stand up loud and clear and say, you guys don't like it. That's fine. Go have your own little rhino party. Um, That's cool. All right. Well, Julie agreed. agreed. They're not Republicans. I want to remind you, but they are Democrats hiding within the Republican Party. Yes. Yeah. Well, they're taking it over. Exactly. We've got a ton of comments here. And, you know, we'll let you go because I know you actually work for a living. So when you're not (laughs) when you're not running, running the the clock and kids driving everybody crazy, things like that. And you'll stay in touch. Yeah. And keep them because I think the party needs, as somebody Jim said, passion like you have. And it gets people fired up. And that's a good thing. Well, thank continue you. to stand for our children, grandchildren. I thank you so much, Chuck and Julie. You guys are the, one of the reasons, awesome thing of what you're doing in Colorado. Keep fighting oh, for us. You. Thank you. All right, Neil, Neil thank you. Thank you. Um, and, uh, you know, like I said, you can't fall for the psyops, right? People would be like, oh, you shouldn't have said this. Or you shouldn't have said that. You know, we have people say that to us all the time. Oh, you shouldn't say this. You shouldn't say that. Well, if you don't, who's going to, right? And being nice hasn't gotten anybody anywhere. Um, no, I don't mean that way. Not Not being nice, but not being passionate and not being sure of yourself and not being confident that you're, you know, in the right mm-hmm. um, and, and go ahead and say so. There you go. There you go. Yeah. So let me read, we got, before we get to Caroline Martin, we got a ton of comments here. Um, this is from Dr. Donna. When I speak with Republicans, I find they're easily led astray by pretty words and theatrics from Charlene Schwab bragged about having their people in place and cabinets throughout the world, Italy, France, and the USA. But I love Anil and his passion. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I'm from Jim Jackson, President Trump plays hardball from Jacob. If Iran or Russia or China fall apart politically, Schwab is finished. That whole world economic forum is kind of interesting. And then from Dr. Donna, yes. Yeah, they hide in the party and use political speak, which without experience is easy to fall for. Well, exactly. It is easy to fall for because I think, you know, most Republicans were nice people, right? We don't. You, you want to be nice. You don't want to get in fights with people. You don't want to. But on the other hand, I think the time. um you know, the Mitch McConnell, I, I like that quote from Conservative Treehouse, Mitch McConnell wants power in order to get money. And we need to take 
you know, forget about that. And that's what the, where the leadership is now. Um, they don't really care about doing anything with the power, right? Except well, maintaining just, enough of it to continue getting money. They just appointed Mike Turner, the head of, of judiciary and some other thing in the house. And he's talking about working well with Adam Schiff. And I mean, there's, they're all over the place. Right. Well, I mean, and that's the money influence, right? Again, I think Mitch McConnell is a perfect example. Well, Mitch McConnell is so awful that, that it's hard to amaze that somebody who could be a majority leader in the titular head, I suppose, of elected Republicans, who is that awful. I mean, it's, it's, it's amazing. I mean, Kevin McCarthy isn't as bad right. as, as well, Mitch McConnell. But then again, who is as bad as Mitch McConnell? So we've got what we've got going on too is not only here in Colorado, but the the election is coming up for the chair of the Republican National Committee, which is conservative trios guy, and it's true in Colorado too. Um, the, the, these are corporations. The RNC and the DNC are private corporations, right? And same with the Colorado Party, right? Colorado Party. I mean, their bylaws and things like that. But it's not. We don't have to do think, what the Democrats tell us. I think it's a non-associated. Um, oh, I forget the technical. The difference though is, as we don't have, as you guys argue with the open primary, we could vote to opt out of the open primary. Now, there's a high vote, which could be unconstitutional. But, but again, I think you not you need to remember that. And so it'll be interesting to look at how this plays out nationally too. I think you've got Lee Zeldin, who I think would be good. Um, Harmi Dillon, who I think would be maybe good. Questions about her? I think Ronna McDaniel's like no. You know what I mean? Now she'll probably get it. I mean, it's going to be interesting well, to see how that plays out. People. I mean, you know, once they get in, whether it's John Boehner or it's or it's all these other awful people, they they get in, they can use their thing, and they never leave. And that well, and then they seem to make more and more money. It's like, how are they making so much well, money? I'm always going to do, do with the money. I don't know, Mitch McConnell. You know, his mother or his his wife's family has made a fortune in China, and who are Chinese. So you know, no. you think he'd have enough? No, no, you never have enough. Well, I don't know. We can do you want to go to Carolyn Martin. Is sure, she, Carolyn. I thought I saw you in that. You there? There we go. Uh, um, This is Carolyn Martin. She is with the Christian Home Educators of Colorado. And as I mentioned, um, last week on the show, we were talking with John Conlon and talking about the voucher system in Arizona, which the money would follow the kids. And then Carolyn sent me a very nice email and said, hey, look, you know, respectfully, I disagree with you. You're missing some key points here um, regarding how it affects homeschool kids. So I thought, I said, hey, you want to come on and talk to us about it? You said sure. So thank you. There you are. Here you are. Absolutely. Thank you, Chuck and Julie, for having me on. Yeah, let me just tell you, I work, yeah, I do work for Christian Home Educators of Colorado, have been advocating for home education, parental rights, and religious liberty for years. The last two sessions, I was working with Representative Luck as our policy director. And so we, this whole thing with Arizona, I did. I did agree with John Conlon on a few things. That is, trust the parents, right? I believe right. parents are responsible for their education of their children, but that is not what the state believes at all, okay? And I also believe that free markets and capitalism work, absolutely. But if you look at the Arizona, um, it's actually an education savings account, not a voucher. There's a, Ooh, dis- there's like a, a slight savings account, okay. There's a slight distinction, except the government really controls it, Right. And if you look to see what kind of curriculum do they allow you to buy, it is not everything out there. It shrinks the free market. Homeschooling has exploded in the last 35 years. We ha- Our market, I mean, we have a conference every year and we've got vendors galore. I mean, people can't choose. You know, it's so hard to choose what curriculum you want to use. Well, they limit that with that ESA. 
they oh, also are even talking about doing home visits for homeschoolers in Arizona for that. So, I mean, we are shrinking freedom. We want our freedom, right? Really, homeschooling is the only way to educate your children with full freedom. So, well, and it's, well not everybody can 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 uh, homeschool their children. No, I've tried to do my son's fifth grade. That's yeah, not everybody right. can do that. Like, yeah, exponents. Yeah, exponents. <laughs> so, what's the system you propose for? Let's say Colorado. What what would be the total? Well, education? what we're looking at, and, and Senator Lumberg has run tax credits for non-public education for years. We're we're looking at running that again, trying to get that through where you could have a tax credit. Tax credits don't come with all these strings that always the ESAs do because they create more bureaucracy to try What's to manage that money. What's the system? Are there any so, public schools? Or are there any, any, any brick and mortar schools? What, what did you propose? Well, she's saying that could she the use- tax, oh. right, tax credits, but there's also um, scholarship um, foundations out there that are working really well. I mean, there's several in the Denver area And we've got one down here in the Springs that helps people to educate. And that's really where it lies, right? It's not with the government. The government's job is not to educate children. I mean, I know that's what we've all bought into over the last 150 years, but that's really not their job. What's the system? The system is there are no public schools. There are no brick and mortar schools. uh, They're just homeschooling? No, they're, they're still private schools, right? I mean, you have the run one-room classrooms, right? I mean, I'm not opposed to having some publicly funded education for those that can't do it. But I think you need to leave the ones that are free, free. You need and, to but, stop I think what trying you're saying to impose is, regulations. What you're saying is, is, as always, the devil is in the detail. So as the voucher system as well, you know, it sounds maybe all great when you stop it. But you need to do is look at it and see what kind of strings, what kind of conditions, what kind of regulations and requirements come with that. Absolutely. And last year, there was an ESA that was proposed for Colorado. And when the private schools said, hey, we don't want to be an agent of the state, meaning you tell us what to do. We don't want to be told what curriculum to teach. We want to keep our creed in place. The Democrats said, no, no, we're not passing that amendment. The homeschoolers said, we want out of this system. And they said, fine. Of course, they'll do that, right? Because that doesn't cost them money. But the private schools really wanted their autonomy. The Democrats said no. I mean, that's where this is going. Even when you take the case, um, the SCOTUS case in Maine, right? Um, They said, hey, you've got to fund these Christian private schools. The AG came out and said, well, that's nice, but you got to follow the anti-discrimination law. Because you see, money comes with strings always. Yeah, good point. Good point. Good point. Good point. Go ahead. Yeah. So the other thing I was going to bring up is this. um, You can see that with the free lunch, free and reduced lunch. The Biden administration came out and said, hey, you've got to follow Title IX now if you want that money. Right. Guess what? A lot of schools don't follow that, you know, gender sport sports for everybody, you know, that kind of thing. Um, So the the strings are there already. So it's like we need to be sure that we're not putting these strings on the education. These are the minds and souls well, of our it, kids. It's just well, exactly how, how like do you that. propose to get rid of the public teachers unions? <laughs> I think, <laughs> hey, it's if everybody homeschooled, there wouldn't be any teacher unions. <laughs> everybody can't homeschool. No, I, I know everybody can't. But I think what Neil was talking about this earlier, we need to sacrifice, right? It's a sacrifice 
to homeschool your children, whether, you know, because mostly it can't be your solution is that no one can. No. And I'm not saying not everybody, but there are private schools, right? That's where the church has to step in and communities, local communities and churches. It needs to go back to way the way it was run before. Um, well, and I think, the conglomerates got a hold well, of it. And, yeah. And you look at, you know, stuff that's going on now, you know, I mean, and we are in a very good charter school, but again, you know, anytime there's a substitute teacher, they, they just watch movies and the same movie. And it's like, okay, well, that's, you know, why don't you just send us all an email and say, Hey, if you want to keep your kid home from school, you know, so at least I could make them, you know, do something. So you're right. Well, Karen, listen, let me, cause I don't want to keep you forever, but can you let, where can people, if they want to find out more and I thank you. And I yeah, guess, thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. And, and, and I appreciate you reaching out because, cause you're absolutely right. It's like, you know, there are strings to everything and you need to know what they are. Where can people find out more about your organization? Because I think you're right. This homeschooling thing is exploding. Yeah, it's check.org, C-H-E-C dot O-R-G. Okay. Go there. Yeah. Okay. All right. The Colorado Home Education, wait, Christian Home Education. I put my glasses on. Christian Home Educators of Colorado. Carolyn, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you guys. Yeah. Bye-bye. All right. Then this is from Jim. Um, community-based education is the only answer. Great Gail. She gets it. They love you, Carolyn. Um, and Dr. Don, oh, today there was a scolded curious and arguments of the Colorado website issue similar to the Baker. Exactly. She says she homeschooled her son, now 46, second grade up, working two jobs. One was for herself. Uh, from Sandra, the key is to disband the teachers union, period, actually disband all government unions. Yeah, that's not going to yeah. happen. But I think her point is, that, yeah, yeah, her point is good. It's, you know, with anything comes strings and you need to know what are those strings. And I think we talked about that with John, that education is someplace, like he said, it's a lot easier to teach kids to think independently and critically when they're in kindergarten than it is to try to change the mind of a brainwashed, you know, Stanford graduate or something like that. Right. Was there anything else you wanted to say about that? Okay. Well, let me move on. Then I want to talk. There's been so much going on. We haven't really talked very much because it happened after our show ended about the whole Twitter thing. Um, I'm sure, you know, Elon Musk has released this string through Matt uh, Taibbi who's a kind of an internet journalist. It is kind of interesting. He did not go with any corporate media people, which they're all screaming about. Um, well, yeah, but they all come with Barry Weiss. And, and so they attack, right. attack Matt, attack Barry. I mean, that's ridiculous. Release a string of emails through Matt TV, which clearly showed that the Biden administration, and then people say, well, in fairness, the Trump administration too, except for the Trump, they ignored the Trump administration. Mm-hmm. Um, and what they neglect to mention well, let me say, if you hadn't followed, so a string of email chains that show that the Biden administration and Democrats are just reaching out to Twitter and just basically saying, hey, can you delete these accounts? And they would just simply say handled, right? I mean, there was no like, why is there a reason? It was just like handled, right? Um they talk about how the Hunter Biden laptop story was suppressed. James Baker, the former FBI counsel, who's now counsel for Twitter, said, oh, yeah, well, you know, just go ahead and do it. I mean, they clearly intervened and interfered and deleted it. And I think where people say, well, that's their, you know, they're a company, they can do that if they want. It's like, no, not when they're acting as agents of the government. And arguably we know now from some of the uh, Republican attorney general's lawsuits, right, that the FBI says they were meeting weekly with some of these big tech companies yeah, to discuss it's, censorship. Well, what's interesting is it was covered none by by the Washington Post and New York Times, any of them until three or four days later when they write these kind of op-eds. About just a nothing burger. A nothing burger. You need not worry about it. You know, we're giving you all the information you need. Yeah, sure you are. Um, and, and so it, it is just an indication that, you know, 
uh, ending our democracy. I mean, that's the Democrats' favorite phrase, but they're doing a good job of it um, by, by making sure that people can't get information if it doesn't meet the official code or index and all the way through. So it's just, and he's going to come up with more. Apparently there, there are more to be and more uh, Democrats will yawn and say, and, and then the Republican media, I mean, you could call it Republican media, the right side. And, and you get, you get people like Fox, whose whole morning news was, was devoted to the, the woman who was driving a, a, her husband was driving a, a golf cart that didn't have a license on it. And she showed her badge. I mean, oh, it's, 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 an, it's, it's, it's abuse, but is that that the most important story? And <laughs> talk show host Tucker Carlson did a great job breaking it down. And it shows again, how scared they are to lose control of the narrative. Yes. I mean, it is so Orwellian, right? You know, two plus two equals five, everybody just say it. And if you don't say it, we're going to crush you. And if you have somebody out there who can tweet, no, actually two plus two is four then other people could say you know i think two plus two is four as well Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they're not crushed and they're not deplatformed and it is interesting because the control is the the other day i was riding around with rev um and he said something about something it was a sort of a kind of of a quasi-political thing that i was like where did that enter your realm of consciousness right chinese communist party through tiktok yeah well it is Chinese Communist Party through TikTok and then Apple News, right? You see all these Yahoo News, all these kids who have these their phones and stuff like that. Now, he's a skeptical little guy. Um, so he was like, so what's the real story there? I'm like, thank you, Rev. Um, but I think, though, they do control it so much. And if all of a sudden it can be out there on Twitter, then they can't control the narrative. And that's why there's I mean. I was reading a thing we were talking about this earlier, you know, Victor Davis Hanson was saying the media doesn't even exist anymore. And I'm like, that's absolutely right. There was a time when at least ostensibly you could believe maybe even foolishly that the media was there. The news media was there to disseminate information. They're not anymore. They're, they're purely a corrupt arm, PR arm. And Victor David Hanson wrote a great article you can see in Real Care Politics about how corrupt is the corrupt media. And he said, incredibly corrupt and dishonest. And they are. <laughs> And they, the thing is, they don't even try anymore, right? They're nope. nothing but an indoctrinating arm of from the Democrat Party. And I would go, it's broader than the Democrat Party, right? It's this whole global elites, right? right? You've got billionaires who own the media now. I mean, CNN hasn't changed at all. They've got this new guy in, and they're firing people. And they like to make you think that that has something to do with democracy and things like that. But no, they're just kind of cutting their budgets. Everybody, in, you know, in the media organizations are losing money. The good news is I think people know that and they don't trust them very much, right? So people are, have been red-pilled, so to speak. Yeah, but where do they go? Um, and Johnny Johnson, they're moving to another Twitter so they can talk or lie to each other freely. <laughs> yeah, they're trying, but they can't control the narrative there. It's like they don't want to talk to each other. Yeah, no. They want to make sure we don't talk to each other. And this from Charlene, Twitter still censors, but not as bad. Um, and then, Sandra, you're absolutely correct, Julie, about the media. Just look at ours, Peter Boyle, Stephen Tubbs, George Brockler, what the hell? <laughs> well, and, and Channel 9. I mean, we talked about this before. Marshall Zellinger, a Channel 9 investigative reporter the other day, was talking about it made him feel uncomfy that white men were entering the Denver mayoral race. Because, at, it, it, because there were other minority candidates who were qualified. So uh, what? So I, so they don't even want it. Channel 9 don't even want to have elections anymore. They just, no, you know, just, they want to determine. One, if one one time and then 
Although some smart alecky Twitter person responded, well, why do you have a job then? Because aren't there minority players and minority reporters at Channel 9 who could take your job? You know, and he didn't respond to oh. that. Um, but again, they and it's it's fun to kind of watch them squirm. But I also think it's just, it's really important to see how freaked out they are because that just shows how much it means to them to be able to control the narrative. Because even if you didn't read Twitter, Twitter sort of set the stage and set the narrative, right? Uh-huh. Um, and that's when all of a sudden it pops up on your kid's cell phone from Apple News. And if they can't control that as much anymore, and Charlene, you're right, they still censor because there's some of those people are still out there, right? Um, but I think, you know, I, I don't know. I think we need to be careful. I don't think Elon Musk is our savior by any stretch well, of the imagination, I, but he's saving savior, That's huge. It's a one public platform that the left doesn't control and that that drives them nuts. So he is our savior in, in that sense of the word. He's not a dedicated conservative but we'll take what we well, get now what free speech that's a good place yeah. to start right the yeah, first yeah. amendment hey all right hey, that's, all right, that's it that's, we're done that's going to wrap it up for us thank you to manil thank you to carolyn the great guys at bbs um we will see all the commentators all Appreciate the commentators it. that's right thank you to everybody on zoom um and we will see you all on wacky wednesday take care